Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. It is December the 8th, episode 316, and quite frankly, I don't have a title for it. We'll just go with, I'm back. Yes, in case you didn't know, I missed the last few days, uh, convalescing if you will. So, let me do a brief recap on some of the major events that have passed since I made my last episode, which was on December the 2nd. Well, December the 7th has come and gone. And while we do not have yet another day of infamy, one only needs to look over at the results in Georgia. <laughs> Georgia, sweet Georgia, what have you done? Well, you know, hey... When you got the outgoing lieutenant governor, quote-unquote Republican, basically throwing your candidate under the bus, but you want to blame the orange man, well, what does that say about you? Well, that's it. The Republican Party once again shows why they are routinely referred to as the stupid party. Well, uh, no Since crying over spilt milk, this is a Washington, D.C. thing, and we have zero control about what goes on in D.C. The only hope we have is that they won't muck it up too bad, and that hopefully, just hopefully, we'll have, I don't know, a half a dozen patriots that are serving under the Republican banner that maybe, just maybe, will throw a wrench or two into the plans to globalize and, quite frankly, wreck what's left of these United States. And if you think I'm being sore about this, I am not. I mean, this was a preordained outcome that we probably should have seen from a hundred miles off, especially when we saw what went on in Arizona and anybody that questions what happened there is immediately dismissed as a crank, crackpot, or a conspiracy theorist. Sure. But more importantly, what I think we ought to remember is a real date in my lifetime that ought to live in infamy. That is October the 26th. And I'll be a little more specific. October the 26th, 2001. And for those of you playing along that don't really know what I'm referencing, yes, that is the day that former President Bush Jr. signed into law something colloquially, (laughs) well, commonly referred to as the Patriot Act. That's right, the law that authorized the creation of the Department of Homeland Security that rerouted all of the U.S. spy apparatus to focus largely on people within its borders and to make us the enemy. We the people. We established this government, but now the government fears us more than alternative sources of fear, which might be, I don't know, foreign entities, foreign governments, bad actors. Nope, nope. We are the number one priority. That's right. We the people, the patriots of these United States, the people that are actually worried about the Constitution being followed, we are the new enemy. Don't believe me? Well, I'm sorry you hadn't been paying attention. And speaking of paying attention, let's go on to item number two, making a difference. Yes, I know there are a good number of you that think all is lost, that Donald isn't the president, and we didn't get our massive red tsunami that we were promised. 
There's many factors why that may be, none of which comes quicker to mind than the fact that the Republican Party leadership apparatus sold us out. Why? Because they don't want us plebes to have a word. They don't want us to have a say on how our governments run. They would rather be in the minority. They would rather be largely irrelevant and keep their game going than actually stand with us and get things done. Whether it's Kevin McCarthy or Mitch McConnell, they don't care about you. Now, I've said many, many times that you might not care about politics, but politics cares about you. Yes, the politics cares, but the elected politicians, the servants, if you will, I got the scare quotes up, right? Servants, public servants, they don't care one whit about you. They care about the gravy train. They care about expanding government. They care about keeping their little piece of the pie, which coincidentally seems to get larger no matter what happens with our economy or the rest of the world. No, no, their bellies keep getting fatter while the rest of us are wondering what have they done to our country? That's a fair question, don't you think? So let me tell you what you should be doing, what you can be doing, what you ought to look into. And that is right here, right now, making a difference right in your neighborhood. Again, I've spent many episodes on this. I've talked about this many, many times. It's never going to change. The quickest and easiest way to get a direct result is to show up at school board meetings and show up at city council meetings. Oh, I know, particularly in McKinney or surrounding areas, they don't actually care what we the people think. They put on a show, they pretend, they may throw you a bone here or there, but really their job is to keep the people in charge happy, to keep their seats warm, to present to you the fiction that is things are all well here and you need not be concerned dear citizen just trust me to look out for your best interests oh you don't believe me well let me just tell you well you know what i'll get to that in just a minute making the difference you can do it now there is an opportunity, and again, I've talked about this plenty of times, and for my two listeners out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We have three seats up for election in the city of McKinney for the city council. One of them is going to be an open race. One of them is going to be District 4, and the guy that's there really doesn't seem that interested in keeping it, and the other one is the at-large seat, which has a brand new, newly minted establishment pick guy. Now I have nothing against him, but really and truly he's been nothing more than a rubber stamp for the powers that be whose figurehead is none other than the mayor. And by figurehead, I just mean the puppet they've put in place that they allow to do certain things until they tell them to stop. Now that may upset you. That may bother you, but it shouldn't because you have a prime opportunity to make a change. I don't expect that we'll win all three races. Quite frankly, I'll be surprised if we take more than one. But if we don't put in the effort now, if we don't take the chance now, if we don't step out in faith and try and take back our city, what's the point? 
If you're going to continue to trust those that are in power, those that have authority, and trust that they're going to do what's best for you, then clearly you don't care about yourself or your family. Who would I be to point out that you ought to be concerned, that you ought to put your family first, you ought to put your concerns first, you ought to put your community's concerns first? I mean, there are certain certain segments of our society, they have no compunctions upon putting their racial group first, their religious group first, their national origin group first. I don't fault them for that. I mean, it's a good way to do things on occasion. I mean, a community organizer clearly sees the value in that. I would just suggest to you that if you are conservative, perhaps you ought to reach out to other people that are at least plausibly conservative and aren't excited about some of the things that your local city is doing. Or for that matter, the school board. Now we've got one good conservative on the McKinney school board. And for his troubles, he's been censured at least once, maybe a second time. He's been called out on the carpet by our mayor, whom really, truly ought not have nothing to do with the school board other than to say, I like that person. They're great. You should vote for them. Because, quite frankly, he's got his own job to do, and I wish he would do it. And while we're at it, our neighboring town, which also school district services our city of McKinney as well, they have two good conservatives. And for the Troubles, they passed a policy that was supposed to protect children. And they promptly found a workaround so the school district can do what it wants, regardless of what they were told by the school board. Seems to me that that... Superintendent ought to be reminded that he's one-fourth of the way out the door. If you don't know what I'm referring to, you ought to look up Marvin Lowe's greatest hits. While we're at it, and making a difference, it's been commented on that you should serve on boards and commissions whenever possible. And I will tell you right now, if you are right of center or have gotten crosswise with your city council or your school board, that opportunity is never going to be presented to you. Your only option is to go work with the county, perhaps work with the party, or if you're really gutsy, you can reach up to the state level to see if you might get appointed to something. Now, I will be honest with you, I've served on two boards in the past. There are some good things of that. There are some things that are less exciting about it. But it is good an opportunity to serve your community and show that you care about your community and make a little bit of difference. That little bit of difference adds up over time. While we're speaking of making a difference and adding up over time, one wonders where it is that the pastors are at still. They've been completely absent. Oh, they all showed up to do their virtue signaling back in the summer of love, but Now when the uh, Satanists are here and the pedophiles are here and they're quite frankly being direct about coming for your children, the pastor's fiddle while Rome burns. That ought to be a little concerning to you. You perhaps ought to reach out to your pastor or pastors and ask them just what do they think about this? What ought they do? Maybe they need to hear from you, their parishioners, their members, I'm just curious. I mean, look, I know there are a lot of progressive churches out there. I know there are a lot of progressive pastors that lead more conservative congregations. And quite frankly, they're more afraid about the money coming in on Sunday than actually standing for God. And, you know, it's really a challenge for a church or church members to be salt and light when they're taught to be doormats. Because love solves it all. 
All we need is love. Yeah, okay, this isn't the Beatles. This is the real world. And the real world is coming full force and they want your children. And what are you going to do about it? Well, when you're talking about what are you going to do about it, that brings me to the next item out of the box here. They know they don't work for you. Oh, do you need me to explain that to you? Okay. Yeah. All those new state reps that we sent down to Austin and we told them, Hey, uh, we really don't want you guys to continue to put Democrats in as chairman of these committees since we elected a strong majority of Republicans and a good number of those Republicans say they're conservatives. We expect that the conservatives or the Republicans are going to run these committees so we can actually get our things done. We can actually get our policies put in place. We can get our priorities addressed that we can show good forward motion. And I know they like to come back every two years and say, this was the most conservative ever. We've done the most positive things ever. And if you're like me, your initial thought is, well, it's not really that hard to be the most conservative session ever when the one before it wasn't all that conservative either. Wasn't all that liberty oriented either. That's like setting the, uh, the bar at three inches when last year it was at an inch and a half. Never mind that some of the other neighboring states have it at six foot and they're leaping over that with their legislative committees and their legislative party control. But no, 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 no. Here in Texas, the bastion of liberty and freedom for the entire United States, the state that everybody wants to go to, except for maybe Florida, the state that is the envy of the world, except for maybe Florida. We can't seem to get the things done that matter. Oh, well, you know, the governor wants to do this. Yeah, okay. But again, the state reps know they don't work for you. They work for their newly elected speaker. Oh, well, they elected the speaker. Well, yeah, that's all right. But that speaker also gave them lots of money so they could win re-election. The lieutenant governor who runs the state senate, you know, don't cross him or you're in trouble. You're supposed to be a party of free thinkers, those that value liberty, but once you get elected, you're not allowed to free think or have any liberty in what you think about certain things, lest you cross the speaker or the lieutenant governor. And while we're on the subject matter, the governor, we all know he thinks he's going to be president or that he is presidential caliber or that he ought to run or be on a ticket, but quite frankly, he has not shown any leadership that is worthy of a promotion. In fact, while I would prefer that Ron DeSantis stays in Florida and does a great job showing the other states how things could be done and ought to be done, let's face it, Ron DeSantis is really only leading away in two or three areas, which in fairness is more than any other state governor, but I'm not about to hitch the horse and wagon beyond him or behind him and trust him to get us across the finish line any more than I was Governor Abbott. And while, you know, there's a lot of Trump people out there, and you're right, Trump did three things well. He diagnosed the problem, he called them out, and they ridiculed the morons that supported the problem. He did those well. He trusted a lot of bad people. He made a lot of from-the-hip decisions that cost him mightily. And quite frankly, while he's busy running his mouth, he doesn't have a whole lot of substance to back it up. And don't get me wrong, 
he was still so much better than everybody else we had in 2016, or for that matter, 2020. And quite frankly, I believe he'll probably be the best we have in 2024. But again, now we're looking at a bar that's four foot off the ground, and everyone else is six inches. Of course, that's just my opinion, because as I, from time to time, feel the need to remind you all, this is according to Callus, which means it's all about what I think. I will give the facts as my I know them. I will give you statistics when they're available. But honestly, it's always what I think about the matter. And if you're listening to me, you must care at least just a little bit what I think about things. Otherwise, why bother? I got 57,000 downloads that say I got a few more than two listeners. I'm just saying. And <laughs> last thing, last thing. School districts have no fear of you. Why do I say this? Well, you remember earlier where I talked about the two school board members in Frisco ISD? Well, you know, they did get seven people to vote through a policy that said that, um, you know, if you're suffering from a mental disorder where you think you might be the opposite sex and whether or not you're actually going through any kind of transitional practice, which would also be referred to as body mutilation, we're going to say that you need to go ahead and use a private toilet so you don't have to be with people of the opposite sex. The reasonable accommodations were, we have these other facilities available to you. But apparently, the school district, under the tutelage of the superintendent, found a workaround. And they've now undermined the entire point of putting that policy in place, because they've chosen to adopt a different way of interpreting that. Yes, you heard that. The ruling, or the law or the directive from the school board was promptly undermined and overturned by the superintendent and his wanks. I mean, workers. And why did that happen? Well, because they don't fear you. They don't fear we the people. All I can say is you'll get another shot here coming up soon enough to replace a few more members of that Frisco ISD board. And while we're at it, don't forget McKinney, Three people running against the three incumbents that have shown no backbone, no energy, and quite frankly, no new ideas. I mean, after you've sat on a school board for 30 plus years, you probably don't have anything new to add. You probably should have retired, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago. Realistically, when you got a parking lot named after you and a building named after you, that's a good excuse for you to say, I've done it all. I'm going to call it a day. I'm just saying. One wonders what it's going to take to help retire these people. And while we're on it, when somebody retires, that is in fact a resignation, Amy Dankel. And when somebody puts in a resignation, the reason for resignation can be retirement. So yeah, it might be a difference, but it's a difference without distinction. And I thought it was quite humorous that you felt the need to, I don't know, correct another member of the board because you didn't like the terminology used. Well, I'm sorry. When somebody resigns or re- or retires, the ending is the same. They no longer work for the school district. Unless, of course, they're going to stick around long enough to handpick their replacement because the school board doesn't have any ideas, has no plan, and quite frankly, hasn't given a thought to who they might put in charge. Or worse yet, they may actually have a person that they've already picked out and haven't bothered to tell anybody about, and they haven't, oh, I don't know, gotten them ready to take the role. 
whether it's a he or she, is largely irrelevant because it doesn't seem to me that there is any goal, any succession planning, or quite frankly, any plan whatsoever in that school district. Inquiring minds want to know, what exactly have you been doing for the last year that you knew that the current superintendent was not going to be asking for a renewal of contract, that he in fact was going to be leaving after a year? What have you been doing? Have you given any thought? Have you done any preliminary stuff? If so, inquiring minds want to know. Ought that not be public discourse? Ought that not be made publicly known? Oh yes, I'll be holding my breath. I'm expecting an answer any time now. About the same time that they fully repeal, oh I don't know, any number of federal laws, which is never. (sighs) And if you thought that was animated or exciting, let me just tell you, there's 300 plus episodes more of this. I encourage you, go back, listen to the older episodes, especially when I miss a day here or there. Uh, I do my best to get out at least four, if not five episodes a week. I'm here because I suffer from that little malady known as one man can make a difference. And I fashion myself to be that man making a difference. I think you can be that man or that woman and you too can make the difference. And I'm here to inspire you and I'm here to encourage you to go do just that. Because... There may be some of you out there that still think that politics doesn't matter or you don't care. But I'm going to tell you one last time. It does matter because it cares about you. It will influence and interfere with your life every day of your life. So with that, folks, I would ask you, subscribe, share, comment, and like the show. Help me get the word out. Help me help you make a difference right here in McKinney, Collin County, Texas. And just in case you think this is all about me, no, it's all about my opinion. It's not all about me. I am thoroughly convinced and convicted that I'm going to have to start doing some interviews here. I'm going to have to get some people in here to come talk about what they're doing, what they think they can help with, what they want to be involved with. And honestly, there's a possibility that we might be getting a co-host once a week. By coast, I mean somebody else that's already doing other things, and the two of us will sit down and have a little jam session talking about what's going on in Collin County, Texas, and what we want you to know, and so that you can make a difference going forward. And with that, this is According to Callus. I hope it was worth your time, and I will see you on the other side.